Hey beautiful listeners, welcome back to the AAKD podcast. This is our second episode and if you're joining us for the second time, thank you for coming back. And if this is your first time, thank you for listening. My name is B, and I'm your host. And guys, I think it's safe to say that I'm obsessed with K-drama. Obsession is not a good thing, but I beg to differ in this case. Anyways, please follow the podcast by clicking on the plus sign top right of your screen. And turn on post notifications. Give me a five-star review. And please share to your friends and family that love K-drama. So how have you guys been? It's been two weeks, right? 14 days is a lot of time. And I'm sure that like a lot of things would have happened like in the past two weeks. Well, for me, I've been busy. Like, I think I'm actually always almost, I think I'm actually almost always busy to be honest. I attend sewing classes and it takes like a lot of my time because I go from like Tuesday to Friday and to be honest, sewing is not something you take lightly. Like, if you actually want to learn, you have to be focused. You know, you have to put in your all and, you know, take your time anyways at the same time. And then during the weekends, I create content for the podcast and also for, like, social media. Because now I'm on Twitter. The last time I wasn't... The last episode, I don't think I had created my Twitter account. But now I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. And, of course, still Instagram. I'm creating content for these uh, three, you know, pages are not easy. Social media is like something that is difficult for me, like purposely trying to create content or build your social media is something that I'm not good at, but I am trying my best. <laughs> so please support me by following at All About K Drama, link in the description. And of course, I had some fun, like it's two weeks, of course I had some fun. I attended a birthday party of a very good friend and most of like our friends were there and we played lots of games. It was really nice, like that day was beautiful. From Money to Night, we actually had lots of fun. And I hope you had like a wonderful two weeks. And if you even if you did not honestly, better days ahead, right? Yeah, better days ahead. So moving on to what we have today, call it love. Hmm. A lot happened in this drama. There's just honestly so much to say. First of all, spoiler alert. I'm sure you already saw that, like, the title. But I just want to say it again. This whole episode, like, is a spoiler, honestly. As time goes on, I'll have to learn how to speak about your drama without basically spoiling it. Let's say for the first 20, 25 minutes, I could not spoil it. Then from the next, I will tell you guys, oh, okay, we're well, moving into the spoiler session. So beware. Uh, hopefully, let's see how that goes. But yeah, if you don't like spoilers, you can actually save this episode or download it. Then go ahead and watch it and then come back and listen. And if you actually do leave now to watch the drama, because it's a very wonderful healing drama, I do hope that you come back and listen to the episode. And if you need a reason to, you know, watch the drama, stay with me. I got you, of course. Call It Love is one of those healing dramas. But what made me shocked about this particular drama is the fact that it's a slow burn, yet it is so fast. Most healing dramas are actually slow burn, right? Like My Liberation Notes. That was such a beautiful healing drama. And in the drama, they drove the point of one trying to liberate themselves from depression. 
so it has like a very strong team song so go is the main lead and that was the first time i was seeing him and i was like wow who are you i need to know more about you he's actually very charming so attractive guy i was so intrigued by him and honestly there was just this thing about him like he glows basically i was just you know watching and of course the theme of the drama kept me really intrigued i really do enjoy watching healing dramas despite the fact that they can be really slow and my best healing dramas are call it love my liberation note and it's okay to not be okay this drama is so spectacular also and i cannot forget it when i was watching uh when i was back to watching k drama in 2020 this was like the second drama i watched and plus the main lead the main male lead there i've watched his other dramas before so i was like so happy to see him after like a long while so if you've not watched my first episode it would be nice for you to do that when you are done with this one so yeah moving forward so i would read out the synopsis of the drama shimboju's life hits rock bottom when she learns about her father's infidelity after her father dies She's kicked out of her family home by her father's mistress alongside her elder sister and her younger brother. Woju plans to take revenge on the son of her father's mistress and she has absolutely no clue how it would turn out. What do you think happened between her and her father's mistress's son? You have to keep listening to find out. That is if you do not already know. I know that most of you might be able to guess what might happen but i think the main thing about this drama is how it happens and why it happens like why does that happen what exactly happened yeah that's basically it so keep listening so this drama call it love is produced by disney plus korea and honestly like ever since disney plus launched in like korea in 2021 they've been actually producing very lovely dramas with you know very nice plots like for example there's big mouth there's snowdrop there's big bed and there is soundtrack and then call it love i must say that they're actually doing great i enjoy most of their dramas although i couldn't finish snowdrop i really oh my god when i say i really dislike sad dramas it's like once I know a drama is going to be sad, even if I have downloaded the 16 episodes and I'm at 10, I would stop and that's it. I would just delete it. There's no even, I don't even think twice about it, to be honest. I don't think twice about it. And that's like what happened with Snowdrop. Like even the way the movie started, I was like, nah, this movie is going to be sad. And I could just tell, so I couldn't continue. But then there was something about like call it love that gave the same energy. But at the same time, something in me just said, oh, just keep watching. And plus the storyline was like very different. And I felt like I really need to know how all this plays out. And then you also know that Koreans are actually good with, you know, sad endings, open ended and happily ever after. And at some point watching the movie, I was like, nah, this movie won't be sad. It's either happily ever after or open-ended. So I would not spoil that for you. 
you would have to watch it and find out if it's an open-ended or a happily ever after. And then there's Big Mouth, which I had already downloaded seven episodes, but I was so occupied with other dramas. And by the time I was ready to watch it, I heard it had a very, like, heartbreaking ending. So, I could not see it. A second drama from Disney plus Korea that I could not watch to the end or I did not watch at all because I don't like sad dramas and nothing would make me actually watch because I don't see the need like reality alone is already harsh and sometimes sad so I don't want to be watching dramas that will just you know drag me through the mud or drag my feelings through the mud that's not something I enjoy over time I realized that okay I'm not good with sad drama so why not just avoid it right so that's what I do but then I actually heard good things about Big Mouth and also Snowdrop. It, they were both like lovely dramas, so I heard. You can read online about them if you've not watched them and you want to try them out. Plus, with Big Mouth, I loved the main lead. Or rather, I loved the main lead. I felt really bad that I could not watch it, honestly. I've not missed any of his dramas. Like, since I started watching like his dramas, Pinocchio Syndrome... Um, I can hear your voice and like so many others like missing this one was a big deal for me because I was like nah I'm sorry I just cannot and then there was Big Bet which I watched because of Sansoku right still very intrigued by him but I was so disappointed at the ending honestly speaking like the whole drama was nice and the fact that it wasn't acted in Korea, I feel um, 90% of the drama was actually acted in Philippi. It had a very different story. It was really wonderful. The main lead was actually like a way older actor, like in his 60s, right? So I was very happy with the drama. But I feel like the ending just ruined everything. But then, yeah, so far so good. I think Disney Plus, they are doing great. And Call It Love has to be my favorite of all the dramas that I have watched that they produced. Then the writer of this drama, Kim Ga-un. Honestly, finding out who the writer of this drama is really, really shocked me. I wasn't expecting it, especially with the fact that this is like her first project, right, as a screenwriter. I had to go check her out and I was like, wow, this is actually her first project. There's nothing else I'm seeing. And you know, she's very young. She's also an actress. And she's in this drama, Under the Queen's Umbrella, where she was one of the um, king's mini concubines. And then she was pushing her son a lot in order for him to become crown prince, if possible. The movie is like very very nice to be honest very very nice and she was pulling all the strings possible to know if her son can become crown prince i love that in this drama and i actually took note of her because she's actually very beautiful and then she speaks like in this very tiny tone she has like this tiny cute voice and although her role was sort of minor it was actually very significant like the role she plays was the role she played was quite significant, even though it was minor. And I've not seen like any drama in which she's like the main character. But the fact that this like her project as a first screenwriter, I just feel like she should be given an award for this. <laughs> Honestly speaking, the story was like so well put together. 
a different story with a very nice touch the actors obviously did um, a very good job right and then this story just makes you understand that everyone has a story to tell very different from yours maybe even worse than your worst story or better than the best story you have to tell about yourselves like people are going through things and even though they come out as you know nothing is really happening there's honestly something happening behind the scene and something either very beautiful or something either very terrible so it just all depends to be honest like not everyone's life is all bliss and shiny people go through ups and downs and no matter how bad your situation is there's someone that's getting it worse when watching this drama i was actually thinking i'll see a veteran writer like him on suck that wrote the glory because that movie was mad 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 very beautiful like very very beautiful but seeing a very young woman made me really happy i felt quite encouraged honestly because i'm young and i'm trying to and i'm still trying to get it like you know how they say young and getting it like oof, i'm still honestly trying to get it and although i know she's like in her 30s and i am still in my 20s which is like a 10 year difference but in korea most celebrities are considered young and in their 30s like when i mean t- in being in your 30s in korea is actually very young as a celebrity because when it even comes to marriage they don't even consider that they feel like the right time is like in your late 30s and all that especially for those that are like really at the top of their game and then the director of this movie lee kwan young also directed the secret life of my secretary which the main lead of call it love the main male lead is the same in this drama but i started it it was nice but i wasn't able to finish it so yeah that's it like i've not taken note of this director in any other movie yeah so moving on to the main characters of this movie call it love hando jin is played by kim young kwan and shin Woju is played by lee sin kyung these two actors compared to the movies that they've done in the past the characters they've played are so different like when i mean so different it's honestly like a different ball game altogether it really shows how diverse they are in their acting how hardworking. because i believe that they actually put in the work to act to look so different like you honestly feel like okay i'm watching a different person they absorb this character so much and they played so well it's like okay guys i'm all cool in this drama but in the next one i'm a freshest killer so don't joke with me that's how i say like i think crown clown should be the first drama i saw that acting duality and i was so shocked i was taken aback i was surprised and i was very much impressed i'm like wow this is actually nice because most times when someone is actually playing two different roles in one drama you can just yeah it's the same person he, he's trying but he's not getting it real well like i feel like most american actors when they do that it's it goes well but it's not as good as these korean actors to be honest like it's not as good but yeah everyone is like doing their best so yeah moving on to the lead actress lee Sin-kyun, who is playing shin Jun. In all other of her movies, like with, with Lifting Fairy, which aired in 2016, this is one of the movies that really did so well in 2016. She was in with Lifter there, she was a lot different. Her physical looks, and in this movie, she was 
very bubbly very cheerful like she had that very beautiful vibe and then in dr romantic um season two because she wasn't in dr romantic season one they like changed cast in season two so she came in in season two and the season three just there airing on the 28th april which is like quite recent i'm just keeping that one aside i'll watch it like later when i mean when i think i think when it's done like coming out when it's done airing i'll actually like jump on it but for now but yeah in season two she was also very cheerful very nice doing her doctor duties like very very beautiful her, her personality was bright also in shooting star which aired in april 2022 her personalities in all this drama they are bright they are lovely but when it comes to colored love guys the total opposite when i mean the total opposite you would be really shocked like if you if you've watched her dramas like the ones i've mentioned and then you're watching call it love it's a different ballgame altogether very opposite and in call it love she's like she never smiled she was always so gloomy very unfriendly very rude and fierce like i just wonder sometimes how do you act so cheerful and bubbly and then in in another drama and then another one is like okay you'd actually make people question have you ever smiled in your life like girl what's happening but yeah it just shows how good they are and honestly like in the movie call it love the only way you would know that shinwo jun is actually a very lovely girl is when she acts like what she says and what she does are two different things and i can totally relate like not the saying and doing something different it's like i don't really have that friendly face most of the time and then sometimes i'm really really quiet when i meet new people it's only when i get so comfortable that i can actually see oh she's chilled she's nice she's this she's that but first you would actually think that anna that resting bitch face or like please don't speak to me i don't want to talk to you it's just there and then she would just, despite her outward appearance and energy she's like the defender of the defenseless she's all these people that are always jumping for someone always try to protect someone thinks a lot about like other people's happiness than hers which is so sweet but i honestly feel like one should not always be totally about other people you should also consider yourself you should also make yourself happy and yeah you can make others happy and make yourself happy you can do both go ahead and do both then coming to kim young kwan that is playing hando jin in his other dramas i've i've watched like just two and the first one was um somebody in that drama he acted a very ferocious ki- serial killer like when i mean when you see him in somebody and you see him in college love you'll be like nah i don't think this is the same guy he's definitely not the same guy like are you kidding me this is not the same guy but in this college love he's suffering from loneliness since he was young because of his mom i'll get into that later he's very quiet he says so little he's always walking with his head down like throughout the movie you just see him walking with his head down it's like he doesn't really want to look at anybody he's just in his own space in his own thing doing his like you know just doing his own thing he's a little bit snobbish and he doesn't fight back he's like 
someone that you do stuff to and instead of them trying to fight back or you know trying to go for a revenge they just look for a way to move forward and make things better for themselves and he's like the he's like very very patient i think he's the most patient character i've seen in a k-drama it's unbelievable i don't even want to be as patient as Handojin. like nah fam no to that but aside from the fact that he's so quiet and a little bit snobbish and you know he's suffering from loneliness he's actually very kind he's thoughtful and he loves very deeply like he says things very calmly guys he has that actual bedroom voice you know that there are some people that don't shout both male and female when they're speaking to you like they actually don't know how to shout they're always so calm like you just want to hear them speak all the time and you know sometimes when i speak to people like that over the phone i used to ask them do you think i'm sitting beside you or do you think i'm lying beside like do you think that me and you were in the same room that you're going to be speaking in such loads and please like speak up so that i can hear you like can you like can you really speak up to be honest, I can listen to Andrejin speak all day. Like, it's so calming seeing him talk. Like, throughout this movie, I was just so calm watching everything play out. And anytime he's talking, like, I don't skip nothing. I think I'm the type of person that skips a lot sometimes. You know, like, watching it on Netflix or watching it on VLC or watching it on high TV there's like a chance for you to like skip 10 minutes into the like drum sorry 10 seconds further and whenever they're being all dramatic i just go 10 seconds further but this drama is the one drama that i wanted to hear everything they had to say the conversations made were actually very very important so moving on to the movie in general you know sometimes you can get a little clue or what a movie would be like from the very first scene, right? This drama begins with Handojin at work before dawn and at work very late, like at night. Basically, everyone is gone. He comes before everyone and he goes after everyone. A typical workaholic. And that's because, like, he just has to drown himself in work rather than think about his boring and lonely life. I don't think he chose to be someone who comes to work before every other person and someone who comes to work after and someone who leaves from work after every other person. But left for him is like, let me not think about my boring life. Let me not think about my, the heartbreak I'm going through. Let me not think about all the things that make me sad. Let me just focus and try to, you know, build my company despite the, you know, um, what will I say? Despite the fact that there's someone there trying to bring them down, it's like, let me just focus on how to keep pushing and forget about the things that make me very unhappy. Loneliness is crazy, guys. Like, loneliness is crazy. And it's worse when you have people around you and then you feel so lonely. That's, that one is bad. It's a different thing where there's no one really around you. Maybe you moved to a different city right if you move to somewhere like canada or maybe australia from nigeria without a spouse or a friend you would feel lonely which is understandable but being in somewhere like nigeria with your friends or wherever you are with your friends in any part of the world and you feel lonely it's crazy 
is crazy and is not something someone should face and that is exactly what's happening with Hantojin. he has a best friend and a co-ceo who is always ready to like speak to him talk to him you know they discuss about trying to discuss about different different things trying to know what's going on but you know he's just sort of hard to like you know crack and then his friend is patient because he knows okay this is a very lovely guy He's very thoughtful. And this friend that is a co-CEO hardly even comes to work. That's even the funny part. So I'm sure that whatever Handojin does, he'll understand it because he's just always chilling. And Handojin does like 90% of the work. And the loneliness in this drama can be seen even from his shy drowning attitude and from his apartment. So like watching this drama, you'll feel all the emotions. You can feel like you can see that Handojin is very lonely. When he gets back home, there's no couch in the parlor, absolutely nothing. In fact, he's living like any moment he can just pack out. Like that's how bad it is. The first time I saw his apartment, I was wondering what was happening even the hotel looks more homely than his apartment i mean very clean you'd actually think that someone is not like living in his apartment and then like i already said handojin is a ceo and then he has this new employee in his company a part-time employee and then this part-time employee is shim woju so basically, like I read in the synopsis, she wants to exact revenge. So in order to exact revenge, she decided to get, you know, a job in his company. And then from there, she like, you know, goes on to do what she wanted to do. So one of the scenes that shocked me in this drama is the scene where Shimoju follows Handojin back home. And then as I was watching this scene, I actually thought that, oh, he did not know that someone was following him back to his house. He literally said absolutely nothing. And the girl worked and worked and worked up to the point of getting to his house. And then in most Korean apartments, like I've seen in Korean movies, they have this box where all your meals are being sent there, right? So your light bill, your water bill, your rent as a whole, any important stuff that is to be mailed to you, would be dropped in that box so she goes there she's searching for different boxes and you know i think she's trying to figure out what apartment this guy lives in and nesting he just comes out from behind and he says if you're looking for apartment two seven if you're looking for my apartment it's two seven zero one guys i was shocked i just paused the movie to really understand what just happened so you knew she was following you right so they had to take us back and show us the fact that he actually knew and he let her for like if it was me there's no way i was going to allow that to happen first of all i'll be very scared i'll question a lot i'm a ceo i have money i'm okay right i may not be super rich, but i'm okay and then there's a new employee i don't know who you are i just know what you've written in maybe your resume and then you're following you get your following me back home and i'm not aware of the fact that you are like trying to get to know where i live it's so crazy that he later i think this particular scene is the most unrealistic scene in the whole movie 
and they're like mini Korean dramas, like comparing it to mini Korean dramas I've watched, this scene was very unrealistic. Although it sort of led to like so many events that were really nice and beautiful, but I just thought like this scene was unrealistic. I don't think anyone who knows that someone is trying to get to their apartment will just let them follow them all the way to their apartment. Like you cannot be that patient, like no matter who you are. Someone like me, I would have called the police, maybe called my friend, called anybody. Like, in a country like Nigeria, calling the police, they may not act fast. They may even think you're trying to joke with them. I don't even think we have a number that we can just dial and then, you know, 911, that kind of stuff, or 112, guys. Like, I don't think there's something like that. So, I have to call a family member, maybe go to a public place and just sit down. Like, please, can you help me? Someone is following me. Like, what the hell? What is happening? I'll be so scared. I'll be so, you know... Like so many things were going through my mind, but he let her. It's like, you know, I was thinking, maybe he feels like, okay, she's a girl, I can overpower her, or let me not jump into conclusion. Let me actually see how this thing plays out and actually know what is going to happen. Let me know what she's trying to do. And guess what? When he said, okay, if you're looking for my apartment, it's 2701, and then she turns back and she was pissed. <laughs> I was like, girl, why are you pissed? You are not supposed to be pissed. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? But then she's like, you are so petty. Or you knew I was following you. And you allowed me to come to your house. So that what you catch me in the act. Like, and when she said what she said, I was like, yeah. Like, this is actually being petty. Like, what was his aim of allowing her come all the way? Like, what was the aim of that? And then he finally asks her, okay, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you here? Why did you follow me? And then she couldn't even answer because she was too pissed that, okay, he was, he knew and he made a fool out of her, basically. That's why she was pissed. And he just let the conversation slide and then he said, let's talk about this tomorrow. What are we talking about tomorrow? Why? Why are you leaving the conversation to you tomorrow? That's something that still puzzles me up to this day. And guess what? He never really found out why she followed him to his apartment until like the end. I think like episode sixteen, because it's sixteen episode. I think that's when she, that's when the, he finally figured out or found out why she actually followed him that day. And some of the things she said, like. A normal person would question this and want to find out more. But even the next day when they saw nothing like this happened. And all through this drama, you'll notice her defending him in so many occasions. Like, despite wanting to still take revenge. Like, and you can see how attractive she gets in his eyes. Because to him, he feels like everyone has hurt him. Everyone wants to hurt him. His mom, his ex. But this particular girl that just sort of hates him, at the same time, is always defending him. Like, this is just one of those dramas that show the exact meaning of actions speak louder than words. It's like, she will do it saying, I hate you. But when she's acting, she's like, I want to protect you. And you get, and she doesn't even know she's doing that until like a while later. There are like so many scenes in the drama when she can't even hold back what she has to say. She just bluntly spits out words, which almost always was very harsh, very rude. Yet in the same moment, she's fighting for him. It's like, girl, pick a side. What are you actually doing? 
like pick a side and then there were so many times where she would be talking to him like he has wronged her and he only asked her once if she has anything against him and he never did again and the worst part is that she never even answered like if we are being real here comparing this to like real life comparing this to other korean dramas i have watched she would have been fired personally if i'm a ceo or a boss and i have a new employee that is acting so freakingly shady i would investigate every single thing about you i must find out why you are acting the way you are acting because it's always something there like you would definitely find out something and like he's a big ceo like why didn't he do anything about it he just let her be and then normally like i was saying like when you compare it to other korean dramas that's not the way it will work like that's not the way it works honestly like she would have been fired on a normal day or seriously reprimanded because like the korean culture doesn't even allow one to be that disrespectful to their elders especially in a workplace like anything can just happen you could lose your job your livelihood so you need to basically kick lick ass which is bad like that's not always the situation of course but most times you actually have to you know in order to keep your job but then her case is just so different which was actually good to watch honestly that's why the fact that i don't think it's like would happen in a real life situation but it was actually good to watch someone roasting a ceo because most times the ceos are very annoying like oh my god they they ick me, they irritate me with so many things they do, like, except the, you know, cute ones, like in business proposal and so many others. And you know, at some point, Shimoju was pissed, like, I'm sure she was asking herself, look at who I'm trying to ruin and take revenge on, yet he's so harmless, like, why are you harmless? It's like you walk into someone's life and you try to ruin it and you just find out that this person is actually sweet nice they don't hurt other people like to her she's like just be a scum so it'll be easy for me to take my revenge and you can see clearly that there's this uh feeling of longing between the both of them regardless of the fact that there's this um you know weird relationship that they have because the boy doesn't really know what's going on but he's more consigned or he's more attracted to the fact that Oh, she might talk this way or be harsh, but she defends me and she's really and she has really done so many things to like, you know, show that she cares. So okay, I'm not going to listen to what she's saying. I'm just only going to, you know, um react to what she's doing. Like what she's doing is more important. And then she would just come to the realization that he doesn't even take revenge, like especially in the way revenge is perceived that's not the way he does his own things like you know revenge is normally make them suffer do to them what they did back to you two times three times more you know just double it or do something worse but that's not the way he sees life there's something he said in this drama that made me so excited so i'm going to say it then move to like um talking about his mom and his ex-girlfriend because like they played a crucial part in the movie so one time where he 
almost got hit by a car and then Shinwoji saves him, right? This is like one of the many saves, to be honest with you, as one of the many defending. So like she draws him back and she's like, what are you trying to do? Go to her, take your revenge. If she hurt you that bad, do this, do that. And he didn't even have anything to say. So after she draws him back, and then he finally wasn't hit by a car. They had like a conversation about everything where she was still trying to tell him, take your revenge. That's how to do it. You don't just act this way. You don't just um act so pathetic and all of that. And he was like, the best revenge he could do was pick himself back up, work hard, wear good clothes, look good, look better than the last time that they saw that's the only way and that's the best way he knows to take revenge so that when they come back they'll see that uh, you've moved on you're better you even if you've not moved on you have to look like you've actually moved on at least for the people that hurt you and then maybe your friends and family people that truly care about you would know that okay i'm still going through like a lot but your outward appearance don't need to look so pathetic to be honest and that's what he said and that stuff's like talk with me i don't think i'm ever gonna forget it it's like i'm well aware of the fact that so many people are like okay once they break up they go on this shopping spree they take pictures they look nice they go out for lunch for dinner for breakfast they post on the gram on snap on twitter they're like so active on social media in order to create this fast that everything is going on well and obviously to make their ex jealous but i didn't think that that was like um i don't know it it did not make total sense to me like yeah it made sense right but it did not make total sense to me but hearing handoji say it in the way he said it like actually made so much sense so yeah i think that's something everyone should do you should pick yourself back up and work hard genuinely to look better than the last time that person saw you because that's the only way like once you're happy with like your career and other things and then your life is like going on despite the fact that you probably will still miss that person but you are good right you are good and you are happy and when the person sees you they say okay she's good she's not down just the way i left her like i'm up and i'm forever up <laughs> so yes we are going to be talking about dojin's mother and how she played like a role in all of his you know loneliness his sadness and everything so handoji's mother is hegia and she's played by namgie a 61 year old veteran actor she's one of the popular adjumas to be honest she's always she's always playing a mom in almost all, all her drama she's either this very lovely mother or this very lovely auntie or this very lovely grandmother like the ones the dramas that she has acted that i can clearly remember is now we are breaking up that movie disappointed me i had high hopes for that drama oh my god i was so disappointed and it's actually our girl from the glory the main actress yes she and then this guy from uh my roommate is a gumiho that movie is so nice so when I saw him, when I saw her, I was like, mad, mad, mad. This is going to be so crazy. Guys, the disappointment was overwhelming. <laughs> I was so pissed, to be honest. I'm like, nah, they didn't do well in this drama. 
and then comparing like um Hegia's acting in other dramas to this one now i was actually shocked because when i read the synopsis because before watching any drama i actually read the synopsis of the drama then i go ahead to watch it not all but almost all and then you know they wrote the part about the whole mistress thing i really didn't think that she was going to be the person they would bring in as a mistress i had like two people in mind although i don't really know their names but i've just seen them like in some dramas i was like okay maybe it might be this people like i didn't even think too much about like who the father's mistress would be i wasn't really concerned about that i was more concerned about the two people that were acting like the main leads but then seeing the woman i was like oh wow and then her acting was really nice she would definitely piss you off oh my god she would piss you off and then the last drama of her that i saw was confession she was in that confession she was so sweet so loving so nice so helpful you know fighting for justice but guys in call it love a total different ball game altogether in call it love she's Handojin's mother like i said and she's shinwoju's father's mistress she's an absent mom because she's always dating married men like why why are you always dating married men okay fine you are dating married men why are you absent why are you an absent mom just because you're always dating married men like okay what about the single ones what happened to them why must it be the married ones but then i get her age the only people that will be there for her to prey on should be this you know married ones so she's like she didn't want to be alone but she left her child alone which is like very ironic she's like a totally bad mom like married or not married like dating married men or not why leave your child like and throughout this drama you see that she has absolutely no good reason for why she was such a bad mom like do you know what it means for one's child to be happy that they don't look alike because at some point when they had a conversation he was like looking at himself in the mirror all the time he was just really grateful he did not look like her fam i was so shocked at that i felt so bad i felt down i'm like nobody should have to go through this like if you have great parents you should honestly bend down kneel down and thank god for your great parents i pray up for my parents every day and god bless their souls because they are amazing like people that don't have good parents i they go through a lot it is very very bad and the worst part about handoji's mom is the fact that she wasn't even good at anything so basically the only thing she was good at was dating married men which is like so awful in movies like queen maker you can see that okay the lady there she's almost like an absent mom right but she had her husband who was doing most of the wifey duties and how she was fighting for justice but she was good at fighting for justice she was saving people's lives so it's very um understandable that she has to go to work very early she comes back late she doesn't attend some school functions because because she's like protesting the whole day which i get you know some people are very good business women or men good ceos but they are bad at parenting well it's no excuse but her just case was just very bad 
she was not with her parenting she did not have a job she only was dating married men and causing havoc both on her child and the families of you know her boyfriends her married boyfriends and then there's Hanmi Young known as Hani so Hanmi Young is Dojin's ex-girlfriend uh I've seen just one movie that she acted Fantasy Sports funny how I actually saw this movie and I was really surprised because the very first scene people were moaning so loud like they were totally naked guys naked <laughs> you don't see that like normally in korean movies or that i've seen like a lot one day i'm actually going to recommend movies like that to you people because koreans do have a lot of that but for like the movies that sell they is not what they portray at all like this movie fantasy sports is worse than nevertheless because i know so many people were reacting to nevertheless and they were like oh my god nevertheless this nevertheless that they were kissing they were having sex like nah nothing nothing nevertheless was like a baby compared to this fantasy sport fantasy sport is a mildly erotic adult team series which talks openly about female sexuality and it is very unusual for a Korean drama like i said you should actually check it out it's it's not a bad drama and i think it's just what five or six episodes it wasn't long at all so back to Kami Young. Kami Young in Call It Love, Dojin's ex, like I already said, breaks his heart in an unimaginable way after seven years of dating. Seven good years, guys. Wow. You know when people out there complaining on the social media, crying, cursing, it's crazy. Like, people want to faint after one year, talk more of two three four five six seven seven and what makes it even worse is that handojin in this movie is someone who loves going to camping he feels like everything about his life is so boring except when he goes for camping like he feels like the only fun thing that he does and the only thing that actually makes him happy is going for camping so he doesn't miss it he goes for camping every single weekend but that's where she breaks up with him even though he pleaded with her it's like she breaks up with him she says uh let's not do this again i'm done and he's like please don't do it here if you break up with me here i would not be able to come for camping again and she even makes it worse by saying i'm getting married <laughs> like girl what i was i was dumbfounded i was angry i was pissed at her i'm like why couldn't she have just waited she just says it i'm getting married and she walks away after seven years at the spot that you love the most your girlfriend who you love so much breaks up with you tells you that she's getting married and walks away from you like what went wrong what went wrong there were actually things that went wrong that led to this which wasn't like the main um theme of this drama anyways but i'm going to mention that in the lessons to learn from this drama because there's like a lot of lessons to learn from this drama to be honest with you i love healing drama so much because i'm always ready to learn something from it and mind you that Kami Young at some point had this 
mini clash with Shinwoju because like I said, Shinwoju, she talks anyhow, she's harsh, she's very rude. So at some point when Kamiyoung is like back and trying to like get back with Dojin, she's like, stay away from him. He doesn't want you, he doesn't need his energy. This and that just, just a lot. I, I'm so, I, I know it's, this is a spoiler episode, but I wouldn't like to get into further details on this if you haven't actually watched it but if you have not watched it this is a sign for you to watch it it's a very wonderful drama so i'm going to be talking about the notable scenes like the scenes and the things that were said in this drama that i cannot forget so the first one is there was this conversation that shimoju and handojin were having and then he says how he so he talks about how he gets scared when someone smiles at him because they might hurt him with that smile. But for her, it was different because she was never smiling at him. Like I said, they didn't smile in this drama until like the end just once. They never smiled, guys. Unbelievable what happened. So like, he doesn't like it when people smile at him. He gets scared because, okay... You're smiling at me now. Tomorrow you might be stabbing me. It's like you're smiling at me, you're hugging me, you're holding me, but you're probably but you probably have one hand at the back holding a knife to like crush my soul at some point. So but her case was different. She was never smiling, yet she was so, you know, there for him, defending him. So many situations where she just always helps him out of the situation. And then there was this thing with his company that she made worse and then she let her fixed. So it's like, this is the person I like because you am attracted to you because it's like you are never smiling at me, but you're always so helpful. Then the second thing is, then there was Shinwoju's brother. There was this night where he had dinner with Handojin and then he said something about wanting to take care of him he said you look like a guy with a story and that and that makes me want to look after you and then he said now I get why Shinwoju likes you because you know there are actually some people like this once they look at someone so sad so down so mysterious you don't really say much they feel like I think there's something about you like, I'm, I think I'm the kind of person that gets attracted to people who say very little. Oh, you're mysterious. Okay, what more can I find? Who who are you really? But uh, I don't think that's the case these days. <laughs> I think I've overgrown that stage. You have to open your mouth and speak. And sometimes when I know that people just have this very sad story. Not like I don't want to help. But I feel like then when I used to be, you know, so eager to help, it would also drown me. So I feel like I'm hurting myself in the bid to make someone else, like, happy. So I, like, stay staying away from people like that because I attract them a lot at the time. But no more. So, like, that's who Shinwojin is. Sorry, Shinwoju is. And that's why I could relate so much to her, you know, energy, to her vibe, to her person in this movie and then this one scene that oh my god episode 12 i cannot forget episode 12 this was the first time she was coming to his house and you know had like a conversation and he wanted to go out to get beer for them because they wanted to like you know drink something koreans love drinking is their thing so he steps out 
And when he comes back, he couldn't find her at the spot where he left her. And when he came back, he was a little sad and confused. Like, did she leave? What did I do? Why did she leave? And then he quickly walked to the door to check if her, you know, sneakers were there. And then he saw that, okay, her sneakers are still here. Then he felt like a bit, a little bit relieved. Because if she had left, he would have felt so bad. Like, very, very bad. There were a series of things that were happening in the movie that would have made him feel so bad. If at that point she had left. I felt for him when he came back and he didn't see her at the same spot where he left her. Like, I really, really felt for him. Like, you know, at this point, someone is in your life and maybe all of a sudden there's this, you know, girl or guy you're always talking to. Let's say after like four, five or, you know, even if it's one year of not really speaking to anybody and then all of a sudden you're calling, they're not picking, you leave a message, they don't reply. Oh my god you're like wow are they leaving me again like and maybe if your ex had been the one to break up with you all of a sudden and then after a while you meet some someone really nice to you and all of a sudden they're not like you can't reach out to them you don't hear back from them so you're like okay did they just leave me again so that was what was going through hand jeans mind but that wasn't the case that wasn't the case and honestly i was wondering what he was going to do that night he he wouldn't have slept on that night like if she actually had left he actually wouldn't have slept well that night but yeah moving on to the lessons to learn from this drama number one is most times we are not in control of who we love which i think is very sad i think it's really really very sad because sometimes when I hear about the things going on in a relationship, I don't understand why they are still in that relationship. But they will tell you how much they love this person. And sometimes, even when you walk out, walk away from people, you just you have this soft spot for them. And then whenever they call you, you pick, you're ready to help them, whatever they need. But it's like, they don't deserve it, girl. They don't deserve it. And then it's like, we can only pray we attract the right people. And have the courage to walk away from the wrong ones. That's all we can do. So every day you just have to, you know, you just have to do the whole daily affirmation thing. Or if you're into like, you know, prayers, you pray. So I recommend both. Prayers, daily affirmation, do both. So you can attract only the best of things. Because most times very good people attract very bad people. It's like these bad ones just feel your energy. They feel how good it is. They feel how pure it is and they just want to come in and just ruin it all like why do you want to do that it's like it's so crazy please don't do that shit then number two is the best revenge is being a better version of yourself after a breakup i've already mentioned this like Handojin decided to work harder grow his company get richer look nicer which is honestly the best you have to move forward and be at your best it's always works so number three is being really genuine might attract a lot of bad people to your life but when a genuine person comes through they're like big rocks you can rely on it's like when they finally when you finally find someone so good for you you will have the best time of your 
life like the best time you might at first attract a lot of bad people which is normal but you have to be strong enough to you know keep you know sieving them out you have to have the discerning spirit to know okay this is not good for me and just patiently wait for what's good for you because when that person comes it's like this peace of mind this happiness this joy everything just makes so much sense but honestly i do not subscribe to one being like Handojin. my god his former boss was such a stumbling block for him for years and he did nothing about it he just lets people treat him as shit which like isn't the way life is supposed to be like at some point you have to just you know take revenge in the way that revenge is supposed to be taken for some people they deserve it then the fourth one is putting someone down to rise is never an option as you watch the movie you understand why i said this or if you've already watched the movie you understand why i'm saying this but putting someone down never works it's honestly never works even if it's to work for like a couple of years one day you're gonna fall and you'll fall so hard and then blaming the people around you for the misfortune that's happened to you is not right it could lead to you doing something dangerous victim mentality is a disease truth be told like do not always think yourself the victim even if some even if you are wronged like honestly you just have to move on yes you you should try to make sure that the person that wrongs you you know pays for it justice should try to be served but you know in some situations in your life you don't always have to play the victim it's not a good mentality to be honest and then good communication can save you from a lot of suffering this is like apart from the fact that um you sometimes you can't choose who you love which is very which is a very strong point that was you know portrayed in the drama and also the fact that sometimes when you're going you know when you want to take revenge uh, against someone this person you're trying to ruin may be like someone who is genuine someone who is nice someone who is everything someone who doesn't actually deserve what you're trying to do to him or her this is like the third strongest point it's like good communication can save you from a lot and we know this because it's like being sounded every single day i feel like between handojin and his ex-girlfriend they had this bad communication especially when it came to his mom she introduced him to his to her family but he did not want to introduce her to his mom because his mom would try to rip her off his mom would try to you know make her do a lot of things so the day he realized that oh she has already met his mom he was he felt so bad and most importantly he's ashamed of who his mom is because of the many things that she does like he's so ashamed he doesn't really want people to know okay this woman gave birth to me right and then he never really took his time to explain to her it's like it's not your fault you are giving birth to by this woman so like that communication part they did not do it and if they had done it it would have saved them a lot especially with the girl thinking that Handojin doesn't care about her Handojin doesn't want to marry her because that's like it's been seven years now that she'll be thinking about meeting family and getting married but that wasn't the case because of he felt like 
his mom he's ashamed he doesn't want to do this he doesn't want to do that so his mom was like a stumbling block or rather i would say he allowed his mom to be like a stumbling block but it still does not excuse what she did but yeah like that's part of the reasons that she cheated on him and you know with the whole marriage thing and which was sort of a farce and all of that so yeah these are the things i learned from this drama there's just so much more to say but if i keep talking about this drama i will not stop every scene has something to portray mind you there wasn't it wasn't just hando jean shinwonju hando jean's mom hando jean's um ex there were other people in the drama like shinwonju had their best friend shinwonju had an elder sister that you know they had their own story the brother had his own story they had their own mom because they were living in the house with their mom before they were bound so like there were lots of other people then also handle jean's friend who's like very lovely very nice like there's just other people that made up the drama and they played their role very well because everyone brought their character to life in the absolute best way possible you need to watch this drama and you need to understand the message this drama is sending very lovely very pure very true and very realistic so yes we have come to the end of this episode i hope you loved it i really hope you do please do not forget to subscribe or rather please do not forget to follow i have a youtube channel so i'm really used to saying subscribe 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 but yeah a podcast is follow please do not forget to follow by clicking the plus sign top right of your screen and i really do wish you like a nice two weeks because i'll be seeing youtubers for now i hope that all the things you set out to do in the next 14 days that you're going to achieve it god bless your soul Please share it to your friends and family that love cake drama. I will see you in the next two weeks. Excellent.